Okay, everybody. Good morning, Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. Team by team podcast, Wiz, as we focus on the 2023 season, and we are up to the AFC champions last year, the Cincinnati Bengals. Sorry, almost (laughs) off that. They were AFC champions the year before. Almost AFC champions, Cincinnati Bengals. In that final game again, they couldn't pull it off against Kansas City. Um, That's basically kind of, I'm kind of giving away my view on Joe Burrow right there, because that's how much I love this player. Uh, So sorry for that little... (laughs) mishap there but Joe Burrow has been nothing but electric whiz and uh, excited again for another season for the Cincinnati Bengals yeah I, I'm, I'm with you on Joe Burrow I mean he's a top five quarterback probably in my view he is up there with uh, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts uh, up there I mean outside anyone named Patrick Mahomes um, I really wouldn't mind if that, that's the next quarterback you take in uh in drafts, there's really not much to add to that. He's a terrific player, uh, probably just the pure, the best pure passer we have in the NFL today. Um, you know, and uh, he does add in some sneaky games where he has some rushing yards and some rushing touchdowns. He's a tough guy, so uh, we can move on to running backs. Uh, but we both absolutely love Joe Burrow, no question about that. I mean, just like you look at the stats, right? So this is the only, one of a, only a few teams the last two years that averages three touchdowns a game. Uh, average Joe Burrow averaged 285 yards passing the last two years. 34 touchdowns in 2021, 35 last year. I, I, I just And I think you make the point about the rushing where – I, I, from a pro, from a prop bet side, especially in the playoffs, was I think I took the over in each and every game that Joe Burrow was in, and I think he took the over in each of them. Uh, he really ran it in the playoffs. I'm not saying he's going to do that as much, but the running game is going to be slightly different this year. We'll talk about that in a minute. But th- there's, there's nothing negative to say about Joe Burrow. He's a winner. Uh, he's amazing in his press conferences, uh, and he's a super talented player uh, playing in his backyard, and I think he's loving every minute of it. The fact of the matter is, you know, the Cincinnati Bengals have taken advantage of, you know, they're basically three star players in, in Burrow, T, T. Higgins, and uh, Jamar Chase being on rookie contracts and be able to spend some money elsewhere. That's going to shift, obviously, uh, very shortly. Uh, but nonetheless, this has been a phenomenal run for the Bengals, and uh, they'll, they'll be part of the discussion about who's going to win the AFC again this year, thanks to Mr. Burrow. So we'll move on to running back, Wiz, and I, I think. You know, there was a lot of drama around Joe Mixon on a number of different levels, whether he'd be released, especially after some legal issues in the offseason. He kind of of restructured. He had to make the decision to restructure his contract, which he did. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan was a big part of this offense last year, many times on the field in critical situations. He's moved on to Denver. Uh, If you look behind him... uh, on, on the surface, that doesn't look like there's a lot. Um, I think Joe Mixon kind of frustrated fantasy owners last year. I think people came in with, uh, given the fact he had such a big year the year before, and I think they came in with uh, strong expectations from him, but that did not really play out that way, Wiz, because like I said, Pirine became more of an integral part of this offense last year. Um, I, I was, I've been so intrigued how the Bengals and Mixon have handled his contract this past season because, you know, losing P. Ryan, you would figure there would be real uh, urgency to get Mixon signed, but yet they there wasn't. He agreed to a pay cut, 
The rest of the depth chart is unproven. Chase Brown, Travion Williams. This is a, a Super Bowl champion potential team. I mean, their 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 roster is is right up there with anyone's in the NFL, and yet they were kind of like cavalier how they handled the Mixon signing. Like you know, like they weren't worried at all. And I'm looking at the depth chart, and uh, I don't understand that. But you know, Mixon. He's. I'm not going to draft Joe Mixon as a, as a running back one, um, but I certainly he's a running back two and any kind of you know a running back that gets so much playing time in an offense that figures to be in the red zone so often is 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 of interest. But I have Joe Mixon in the running back two mix. Um, as much as I would want him to be in the running back one. Um, because of the offense and the loss of P. Ryan, I just can't do it. But um, what do you think of Mixon as far as that goes and the depth chart as well? Yeah, if you look at Mixon, right, he, he made one stark improvement last year, and that was going from 40 catches in in 21 to 60 catches last year. So huge improvement on that regard. in that regard. But if you look on the rushing side of things, was he ran for 500 yards less. He ran for less yards per game. I think he ran for under four yards a carry. Uh, I think he struggled last year in the run game. Um, you know, is it the offensive line or is it Joe Mixon? I don't know. And I thought it was it kind of surprised me how much of a low ball hit he took to take that new contract on, right? I, so I, I don't know. I'm... I didn't own Joe Mixon in leagues last year, and I didn't own I didn't own him two years ago. So I've kind of, it's kind of a player that I have not owned. Um, I think in leagues I would kind of want to see what his value would be because I think there is some intrigue and upside value to the points you've made, given the guys behind him are unproven. But uh, Joe Mixon has a lot to prove uh, this year because he really took a step back given his very strong performance in twenty twenty one. Yeah, and uh, the strength of this team is wide receiver, along with quarterback. And uh, Jamar Chase is one of the three best receivers in football. You know, depending on how you want to look at things, probably with Justin Jefferson, Cooper Cup. Um, he's he's a great, great player, and T. Higgins is a, is a very good player as well. He's a perfect complement. Um, Tyler Boyd is the receiver that I'm a little concerned about. I think um, he's a player that I, I wouldn't necessarily be drafting. I think there could be some regression there. Um, but Chase is fantastic. T. Higgins, wide receiver too, certainly in that mix right around wide receiver, you know, uh, 12 to 15, somewhere in that group. Um Love the receivers. Um, what else can you add to how, how great of a player Jamal Chase is? And, uh, and he has a lot of confidence in T. Higgins as well, the strength of the Bengals' offense. Yeah, I, no, no disagreement, right? So these are both top 15 receivers, uh, as you mentioned, and um, both have been very prominent in the red zone. Uh, both have been prominent both around the line of scrimmage, uh, getting screens and stuff like that, and down the field. So uh, two two very talented players. Uh, young, yes, but uh, outstanding, and both are going to make a, a lot of money down the road. Uh, so nothing negative to say there. I'd say the one thing on Boyd was, so five touchdowns each in the last two years. He did have it's, – it's hard to ignore someone in this offense who's getting 80 to 85 targets, which was the case the last two years for Tyler Boyd. Um, we'll talk a little bit about tight end. Given that there could be a little bit more inconsistency at the tight end position, does Tyler Boyd become even more of a security blanket? I don't know the answer to that. I think he'll go 
unbelievably cheap. You know, you're going to be getting him at the very end of the drafts uh, in many drafts. Um, so he's kind of a, a potential some upside risk player. Uh, but the other concern is he is a year older. Uh, but I think he's always had Joe Burrow's trust. I don't think I think that remains. I kind of see. I kind of want to see how things shake out at tight end because if tight end becomes a bigger question mark on this team, then I think Tyler Boyd could be more influential in this offense. Yeah, I, I hear you. I just think you have to be in deeper leagues to start really considering sure. Boyd. Sure. That's fair. Um, you know. So, uh, but I do hear you. If they don't get any production at the tight end, he's a receiver that definitely runs the most routes in the middle of the field. And uh, I see your boy Irv Smith, somebody who you've just stuck with through thin and thick tremendous loyalty that players on the Bengals talk to us about the Bengals uh trio I guess a tight end and is there anyone that you would draft in fantasy football formats I mean so Hayden Hurst became a factor in some games last year was he is now in Carolina um Irv Smith Jr., you and I both know, you you as a Viking fan and me as a, 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 I tried to own this player a number of occasions, but very frustrating, oft hurt, uh, incredible athlete when he has been on the field. He's been productive, particularly in the red zone, uh, but there's just question marks around the player's health and the ability to stay on the field. So I, I don't know, is I don't know what to say. I, I, what I do know is he's not going to be drafted very high. Uh, because he hasn't done anything in the NFL for the most part. Yeah, he's had some flashes. That's about the extent of it. But he's in this offense. So anybody in this offense has some relevance, and I think that's what we're talking about when it comes to Irv Smith Jr. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, you know, on the face of it, as we head into the season, are you avoiding all three of those tight ends in, in terms of drafting and as, as a tight end one? I, I, most definitely as a tight end one. I, I, you know, in leagues where there's deeper rosters and you're forced to carry two tight ends, is Irv Smith like a kind of a you know flyer that you might want to take? Absolutely, no question about it. But outside of that, beyond that, I don't, I don't see a reason to get too, too crazy here. And like I said, you kind of want to see how this develops in the, in the preseason. And Evan McPherson's a kicker that has a gigantic leg, um, and the Bengals are not afraid to send him out there for long field goals, especially in clutch situations. The Bengals' defense is good as well. Uh, so anything you want to add about McPherson and the Bengals, both fantasy football starters for you? I, 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 hit, I just say one thing about McPherson last year, who, took a, you know, who, who had a lot less points last year because he only attempted 29 field goals, right? So why did he only attempt 29 field goals? Well, the point I made at the start of the podcast, the Bengals had 50 touchdowns last year, Wiz. So you're talking about an incredibly efficient offense. That is unfortunately a negative for the kicker of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I think we saw that over the, over the years with a few kickers where offensive efficiency ends up, t- despite the talent of the kicker, ends up taking some of the allure away from the kicker. That's not what I'm suggesting here. Uh, in, in my eyes, you have to draft McPherson based on, one, his long leg, uh, and based on, two, the fact that he's in a prolific offense. But he was given a negative because of the efficiency of the offense. Yeah, there's no, there, there's no question about that. And, and which of you on the defense, do you have them as a fantasy football starting defense? Are they so, top 10, 12 defenses that you would draft? So it's kind of funny, Wiz. Um, the answer is, if you look at most experts' opinions on this and you take a look at what's happened here, first of all, they have a couple of very elite off- uh, defensive players. Uh, their secondary is not particularly good. Uh, 
and 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 they lost their best player in Jesse Bates, who's now with Atlanta. Uh, they are coached by a, a former Staten Islander, and that's Lou Anarumo. Um, had the pleasure of meeting him this summer. Really nice guy. Um, the one thing this team has been able to do defensively was in the playoffs is actually figure out, in some respects, to keep a lid on Patrick Mahomes. Uh, that's one. That, that's where kind of the accolades, and, and so much so that Anarumo was almost uh, a head coach of the uh, Arizona Cardinals. Uh, but outside of that, you know, I, I do worry about this secondary still because they've lost their key. They've lost some key guys. They're going to be depending on some younger players uh, from the draft. Um, so the back end again in, in, in this secondary is an issue. But but again, they have some very good players up front um, and could could cause some problems. But they did only have thirty sacks and they only had thirteen interceptions last year those are really low numbers in terms of uh defensive stats was no question about it yep so we'll uh we'll see what happens with that anything else you wanted to add no it's uh off to cleveland and the dog pound whiz you got it all right so guru and whiz fantasy football podcast we're on spotify apple podcast soundcloud make sure you're listening to each and every one of these obviously things will change along the way injuries are going to happen Players are going to show up. Beat writers are going to talk. But the excitement's all starting now, and uh, Wiz and I are on top of it. So up next with the Browns, we'll see you in a bit. You got it.